Hey, what's going on, everybody? You listen to Seggy Station. It's the man that has a nickname always lot to say with no shame. Friday, January 15th, 2021. Hope all is well out there, everybody. Hope everyone's staying safe. Nick Seglin here. You listen to Seggy Station podcast. I got some solo smoke to get into today, but before I do that, might have to do a little bit of it before. I got a really special guest coming through. One of my all-time virtual friends. Here's a guy I've never met physically in my life. He's willing to give up a little bit of his time to come talk the latest news with the New York Jets with me. Obviously, he's a big New York Jets fan. He's a big New York Mets fan. And there's a lot of news going on in New York currently. So for him to come on, spend a little time with me, talk some sports with me today so I don't have to do it solo, so I don't have to skip a day, uh, means a lot to me. I'm hoping he gets on a little bit more with the setup. Hopefully it works for him. I'm excited uh, to hear how he's doing, hear what he's got to say about the Jets trying to turn their franchise around and the Mets trying to get back to relevancy in the MLB, something I'm sure Chewy has covered. He was probably going to cover as well. I'm excited to catch up with my guy, Barry. Hopefully we can link up on the sticks soon. Appreciate all love and support from everybody. As always, you can give me a follow on my Instagram or Twitter page, both at Seggy underscore station. Always can follow along where I have a streaming live version of the tw- uh, up on my Twitch. It's underscore Seggy underscore G of the podcast. We do have the podcast now out on Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. So hopefully you get your podcast there. Been trying to do a little bit better in plugging the pod. Hopefully you get a little more love, any follows, any likes, any support is always appreciated. Right now, it's time for Straight Talk. Brought to you by Seggy Straight Talk microphone. It's always direct. Time to reflect. Barry should be here momentarily. I do want to just take the time to shout out everything, and he should be here in a second. You know, for me, like I said, follows, likes, that's what it's about, but Doing this brings some sort of happiness to me talking sports, not only if it's by myself, but with some friends, strangers, whatever it is. And today's going to be a great day to catch up with a guy who I haven't talked to in a while. A lot of, a lot of big news in the sports media, and it'll be fire to see him and what he's got to say. Let's see what's good. Yo. Yo. What's good, kid? Hi. How you doing, man? How's everything been? All right, here, let me get into this for a second. I don't know how to work the PS4 parties. I haven't talked to you in so long since they changed PS4. Next time you're on PS4 and and chilling or whatever it is and need somebody to play with, send me a party so we can catch up. But I'm so happy that you're coming on, doing this for me, taking whatever time you have to talk. Before we get into any of the sports stuff, first and foremost, how are you doing? How's your family? Everything good? Can't hear you at all. My, I'm in a bad zone. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me let me call and rejoin. My bad. All right, no problem. All right. <laughs> this guy. He'll make it. Little ca- little context on this. So, like I said, I need to confirm exactly where Barry is at in New York when he gets back. After I confirm he's doing well. Barry's also a milkman uh, in New York. He was like an essential worker going way back to when this pandemic started. And uh, 
you know, I use Seggy Station on Twitter. Here he is. I'll talk about it after. What's right. good? You here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I'm so, out, hopefully, yeah, hopefully you can hear me now. I need to just say, Perfect. I just need to say, I cannot work the PS4 parties. I haven't talked to you in so damn long. It's almost depressing, but I appreciate you taking <laughs> the time. Come and talk sports with me. Next time you're on PS4, please send me a party invite so we can chill a little more. I'm off from work. Before we I, talk I to, been on PS4 in a while, but I know I haven't seen you much, but hopefully we can get a PS5 soon. That's a whole other argument oh, after we get wait. into there after we, we get into the sports. But uh, sure. before we get into the sports, there's obviously a lot of New York news. Where where do you actually live to confirm in New York for me? I live in Queens. By, That's what uh, I thought. In the, right in the middle. That's by what St. I thought. John's University. That's what I thought. I really want to see you at some point. That'd be dope. I know you live in Queens. Perfect. Obviously, a lot of stuff to cover in New York media. Before we do, how you doing, man? You doing well? Your family, everybody's good? Everyone's good, you know? Just keep the number on. So, uh, you know, slinging the milk. How, like, how's things in New York, like, still pretty bad? But everyone's good. How about yourself? Oh, I mean, I'm doing fine. Like, it could be worse for me. I'm hanging in there like whatever but obviously the virus is still affecting major parts of the communities like cities like where you're at i mean yeah but you wouldn't know it you know everyone have any indoor dining so i've been hurting him but other than that you know we're just trying to get by hopefully this uh vaccine uh you know works (laughs) yeah no i agree sooner rather than later yeah, I think yeah, we. I'm on, the, I'm on the highway right now. It's packed. You know, it's a lot of traffic. Yeah, you're unreal. I always got to shout you out. The most uh, essential worker I know. I did get Golik uh, to shout you out on my Twitter, so I needed to mention that on my podcast while you that. were here. I love that. That was going way <laughs> back. Uh, you know, the fact that this works now too. The reason why I didn't get you on the pod before is because I always had to call you on like Chewy's phone when he was here. So. Hopefully we yeah. can link up a little bit more and talk. But hey, initial reactions on uh, Robert Sala to the Jets. I think that's fire for you, man. I love it. I absolutely love it. He, 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 I mean, I don't know much about him, but from what I hear, you know, he, he, he like brings that same Rex Ryan type of personality. Yep. Which I love the Rex Ryan. But and he's more. He seems to be more of like a, like a leader of men. You know. Oh yeah. That's what we need, rather than someone who's specific on like. He's a defensive guy, and I love the offensive guy, uh, uh, hire that they have. You know, coming also from the San Francisco Michael Floor. Yep. Uh, but um, but yeah, you know, I, I really hope he he, uh, he brings the team around. You know, and, and they, they seem to be all excited about it. Quinn and Williams, you know, tweeted out, "Can't wait, whatever it was." Yeah. Um, no. So here's the thing, man. He he agreed to a five year deal. Uh, the 49ers defense was ranked top 10 in yards when he was there for three years since 2017. This past year, they were still ranked top 10 with tons of injuries. So I think this yep. this instantly makes your def- defense better. You hopefully get guys back like C.J. Mosley. And you talked about them bringing in Mike LaFour, who's the brother of Matt LaFour, and we've seen the success he's had. So I assume yep. that he's going to have some type of insight of being able to do something good in the NFL. Um, obviously when it comes to the Jets, man, it was about the coach and obviously you got rid of Gay, so I'm, I assume you're happy of that, but I did want to get, uh, oh, so a little bit of your, uh, take on how the season went for you. Like, were you happy you won a couple games? Are you, no. are you sad that you don't have the number one pick? What's good? Uh, 
What's the vibe yeah. out there? So definitely, I mean, you know, it's it's hard to be a fan of a team and root for them to lose. But when you start off 0-13 or 0-10, whatever it is, zero wins, you know, you, you want to finish a season, your team's not going anywhere, you're, you're sucking, your coach is a, a piece of garbage. And uh, and I wanted that first overall pick, you know, for Trevor Lawrence, but I'm all right with the second pick. I, I, with the second, I, I, I want them to keep Sam kind of now, you know, I'm on the fence. I want the coach to decide what to do. I don't want the owner to get involved. Do, do not get involved. Let the coach and the GM, you know, take the wheel yep. of the franchise. And um, I'm open to whatever they have to do. And now, like, like with the first pick, you know, the Jags hired Urban Meyer. Yeah, so so, so do you think potentially you think going. potentially they, they don't take Trevor Lawrence now? Oh, I, I don't think they, they won't. But That would be oh, absolutely wild. That would be absolutely wild. Awesome if that happens. Oh, that'd be <laughs> unbelievable. I don't think it happens, but that'd be unbelievable for you. It has the potential. It is crazy. Uh, I do think that Robert Sala is a better hire than Urban Meyer. Like our Urban Meyer oh, has credibility, sure. but he's not going to be around for that much longer. And I think Robert Sala, it, it, like I said, the defense of aspect, bringing in a guy that knows some offense. And I'm just curious, yeah, like if you, Shanahan. so if Trevor Lawrence goes number one, what do you want to do with the number two pick? Um. You thinking? You thinking? Like a, I've been hearing. I've been hearing like offense alignment to solidify Darnold, and I've been hearing then obviously if it's not that, maybe to trade out or you take Devonte Smith. Like obviously that'd be fire. I think he's a surefire fucking like Hall of Famer. Like they're comparing him to Jerry Rice. Like he's the real deal in my opinion. So, uh, like the number two pick isn't necessarily like a bad thing in my opinion. And then also, yeah, and I, and then also like. Like, yeah, Trevor Lawrence will probably be, like, really good. But, like, I don't think Sam Darnold's, like, an absolute that, bust. So, like, you uh, end up you end up so bringing either. in a coach. You end up bringing in, like, a better, like, offensive guru. Like, get some better pieces around him. Like, I think you guys could be really good. Like, not necessarily, like, in the playoffs next year. But, like, I think you guys will be competing way harder every single game because of Robert Sala. So, like, anything can yeah. happen in that division that I think New England's trash right now. And we saw... The Dolphins kind of rise up, but we don't know what's going on with that whole Tua thing. And the yeah. the Bills are for the real, but scare me though because they could trade for Watson. Yeah, for sure. There's a there's a lot of things that could happen this off season, but I would just say like from the outsider's perspective looking in, and I know this sounds crazy for me to say as a Giants fan, but like I really like what the Jets are doing. Like I I did yeah. not want the Eagles to get Robert Sala. I think you got the <laughs> I think you got the head coach of the cycle. I really do. Yeah, um, I, I really, I really think so too. Uh, and you guys did it early enough where like no one else could get him. Like you did it the right way. Like, uh, I, the whole shit with Adam Gase like is just a fucking uh, debacle. So like, you can't like going back to when he got hired in his fucking press conference, his eyes are all rolling and shit. Like you can't even, you <laughs> can't even take this guy seriously from the jump. But no, I, I genuinely think that's. Uh, what you guys are doing is great, like moving in the right direction for sure. And as a Jets fan, as shitty as you were with only two wins, like I would be pumped with what we're doing. So, 100%. so what do you think you're gonna do with that number two pick? Is what I was asking you. So, so I, I, I think they're gonna draft. Like, a, I, I, I don't know what they're gonna do, but what I want to do, I want them to trade back to maybe like the fourth or fifth pick, and the, you know, acquire a couple more picks because we do we have a lot of deficiencies, and. I don't know if there's a, there's a, like a crazy edge rusher, but if there's no edge rusher out there, 
And I'll be fine with uh, – I want the wide receiver at it. I think it's LSU. I don't know his name. He didn't play last year. Uh, Jamar Chase? If, yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah, Jamar Chase. Yeah, he's I nasty. Him. I heard a lot of good things about him. Yeah, you could definitely trade back and get and get two picks probably, and like get, I I've been hearing like you can still get like a um whatever like you were saying, and then maybe like a late end pick and like still get like a Jamar and we Chase. We still have that. Late, we have Seattle's pick too, which is another great pick. We have five first round, uh, not five, five uh you know uh, first day picks or you know around yeah. uh, not three picks, whatever you know what I'm trying to say. Yep. <laughs> nah, you guys are set up uh, real good. First three rounds to really build a team or to trade up and trade down. Like Joe Douglas' first draft, he was trading up, trading back, whatever, you know, acquiring more picks. Love that, you know. I'm yeah. really excited to see what he has to do in the second draft, his second full free agency with more money to spend, you know. No, uh, I agree, dude. Sign like a, a wide receiver like Allen Robinson or, or uh, what's the other guy? Corey um, Davis. From... Corey Davis, there's one more from the Lions. Juju, the Lions. yeah, Kenny Galladay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Kenny Galladay, yeah. yeah there's a good amount. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I agree. The Giants need oh, wide yeah. receiver help. I'm hoping we stay away from some of those guys uh, and get somebody in the draft. I uh, No, I agree, though. I think that's the – so this is what I wanted to ask you, bro, because I did ask you about it. But, like, for me, like, if my team – and I would love the number one overall pick, obviously, but, like – like, you guys kind of have a quarterback. So, like, I, I'm not saying that, like, Sam Darnold's, like, going to be, like, the best thing. And, and Trevor Lawrence might wind up being better. But, like, at the same time, he might not. So, like, yeah. that's why I think the number two kind of works out. And winning games, as much as it sucks that you don't get the number one, is to me a better thing. Like, if the Browns and the Rams win this week, which I don't think they do, if they do... Your team beat both of those teams. They'd be the final four in the playoffs. So, like, it sounds kind of wild, but, like, yo, like, as a fan. The Browns and the Rams. Seriously, though, like, it is, it was wild. I was hoping to get you on, like, that's so, I'm so fire you made it on, bro. That's dope. Uh, uh, that is sick, though, for real. I think the Jets are moving in the right direction. Um, oh, yeah. What do you got for, what do you got in the Super Bowl, though? Who do you like? The Super Bowl. Uh, probably, uh, <laughs> I mean, I hate to say it. I'd, I kind of I, I like the underdogs, you know. So I'm, I, I'd like the Browns to win this weekend, but uh, I'm gonna go Chiefs and Packers. Chiefs Packers. Yeah, that'd be nice. I hate, I hate to do it, but I'm not a Packers. You know, I don't like I don't like Aaron Rodgers. You know, but uh, yeah, you gotta go with Packers and Chiefs. You, you can't you can't argue otherwise. Respect it. Uh, I think yeah. that. I think the Chiefs have uh, an opportunity to be beat. It, I don't think they lose this week, but we'll see. We'll see if the Ch- I think if the Chiefs win this year, a back to back, it would be if they win this week, it'll be Andy Reid take his second team to three straight championship games in the playoffs. Like this team is going to be creating a dynasty if they win, so it will be wild. But I kind of hope that doesn't happen, just for the sake of I think this now happening in the NBA. So I did want to ask about the vibe, like the vibe of uh, the Jets hire. I know it's like re- like literally last night, but like the, obviously the, like the New York area is is probably pretty yeah. hyped, right? So, you know, I, I, uh, all I do is listen to sports talk in the morning, and most of the fans, you know, and, and most of the comments I've been reading, they're, they're all positive. You know, you get you get those every now and then. Oh, he's a defensive guy, he's not an offensive. Guy. Yeah, fuck that, dude. You guys needed some. Yeah, fuck that. I don't want to hear any of that. I want a leader. Yeah, you know, for sure. Coach. 
No, nah, yeah, like I said, I think you guys got the best. I got. The, I think you guys got the best one in the cycle, and you're gonna get that in the New York media. But that's what I like about this guy too. Like he ain't gonna take no shit from the New York media. He he reminds me a little bit of Joe Judge too. Like where he's quiet. Yeah, he does it with like. Yeah, no, it's great. So I think like what they got going on in New York, both areas right now are great. But the vibe, obviously, for that is good. What's the vibe out there? If you can give me any of it on this James Harden to Brooklyn hire. So my cousin and uncle are huge Nets fans, right? Yeah. And they're they're like, oh, he's you, you know you, you get James Harden, you bring him in, but they're upset they got rid of Allen and Levert. You know, uh, my uncle's favorite player was Jared Allen. Yeah. Now you don't have a center. It's, it's like a weird team. Yeah, and you have three players that are all ball dominant players. You yeah. Know? But I still think it's Durant's team. I think they're gonna go to the finals. But yeah. Then, you know, they have really no one on the team besides the three of them, right? You know. And you give up all those draft picks again. You're in the same situation that you, uh, you know, it's not as bad as the Billy King situation, right? That was his name, Billy King. But um, yeah, you know, it's yeah. That's it. That's interesting for me. They still, he's still obviously thinking that. This is the thing, man. I had the Nets going into this year on my pod. I had them being first in the East, and I had them representing the East. I think they would yep. lose it to the Lakers in the finals. I still think they're going to lose it to the Lakers. But here's the thing, man. It, does it, sa- does it sound crazy to me that I that them adding James Harden, in my opinion, hurts my take? Does that sound crazy? Hurts your take as in the Lakers winning or the Nets being there? The Nets being there. Um, No, I don't think it hurts that part. I think it, I, st- I, I still think they're going to be there. I still think they're gonna lose to the Lakers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you have all this talent, but you have one basketball to shoot. It's not like you have two, three basketballs. You know, it's only only one person can score at a time. The rest of the rest of the vibe in New York on James Harden is what you think? Yeah, you have two of the most hated players in the NBA: James Harden and Kyrie Irving. <laughs> what is going on? What is what is the vibe out there on Kyrie, bro? What is going oh on with him? Oh my god, they <laughs> like for real. They don't, they don't know what's wrong. You know, they don't want to like trash talk him if you you know because he might have something you know meant like legitimately wrong with him. You know, yeah. so they, they tiptoeing around, you know, criticizing him, but but they were upset that he was on like a political uh, uh, Zoom call. Yeah. The night of a of a Nets game. Yeah. You know, he's he's a weird individual. He's. He, they, they like, listen, either you're all in or you're all out. If you want to focus on social issues, then retire. Yeah. You know? No, I agree. No, I agree. It sounds like he's going to be coming back, though. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and, and I assume everyone is ecstatic with how KD has started this season for the Brooklyn oh, yeah, area. Sure. Yeah. They have no, no, no one has any complaints about KD. I mean, bro, he's averaging 29.3 points per game, 7.6 rebounds per game, 4.7 assists per game, 51% field goal percent shooting, 42.5 from three, and 87 from the free throw line. Two, He hasn't played in like 500 and something days, bro. Uh, it's it's incredible to see him balling like that. And and, and it's tough for me because I'm like not really the biggest Harden uh the biggest Harden guy I had a little bit of a I had a little bit of a uh pod yesterday with the boys and you know I think there's pressure on all three of these guys but I think the most pressure is on James Harden like he hasn't won anything 
He he got sure. what he wanted. He acted like a little yep. fucking bitch and got what he wanted. He's joining up with what they're now calling a super team, what some are calling the best super team of all time, which I completely disagree with. We haven't even I, seen them fucking play I a game yet. Them. One dude's not even on the team and doesn't we don't know if he's gonna make it back to the team. So like let's chill on them being the best all time trio when like we don't even know if that's a thing yet. But I honestly think that Losing Jared Allen, losing Karen Levert, literally your two best defenders and young players. I think the Spencer Dinwiddie like injury, they wouldn't even have made this trade, I was saying. So I honestly think that if James Harden doesn't actually sacrifice not only some of his ISO bullshit shots, but actually want to play a little defense, along with Kyrie, who is already mad about playing second fiddle at places, now they might want him to be third fiddle. With Steve Nash, who's a first-year head coach who doesn't know anything about this shit. Like, bro, I don't think that it's going to work out this season. So, all right, maybe they're going to be able to run it back next season. If it doesn't work out then, for James Harden, to me, that is the biggest fucking, like, that is the worst thing that can happen to James Harden. He's setting himself up now for guys like me to be able to come at him and be like, bro, you couldn't win with this after what you did in Houston and how you left Houston and all the shit that they gave you and that you performed in those fucking five elimination games, 27 turnovers, 24% from three, 21 Field goal percentage. I mean, the dude was fucking atrocious in the biggest moments when Absolutely. they needed him to be, when they gave him everything. So if this man doesn't do it now that he got what he wanted, to me, it's the fucking, it's the most slip. He might be worse than Charles Barkley and one of the greatest all time to never win because I think this guy might be the, one of the greatest scorers we've ever seen. And I shit him on all, I shit on him all the time. But I don't think he'll be able to be that with the Brooklyn Nets, is my point. Like, my whole point with him wanting to get traded to all these contenders is like, oh, man, what is he going to be able to do on any of these contenders that he normally does? Like, he's going to have to change his game a bit in order for them to be successful, in my opinion. He might be able to do that. But, like, you're asking a couple guys to do that now. We've seen Kevin Durant, like, be able to do it with Golden State. But I don't know, man. I'm just curious to, like, what what's going to happen. Oh, shit. You there? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay, yeah. Like, the three of them, they're probably, like, three of the most immature players in the league. But I think Durant has such a high basketball IQ that he will be able to uh, to work with these guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, to uh, have... But I don't know about Kyrie and, and Harden being able to, like, work with each other. You know? Because Harden's a ball-dominant guard, and so is Kyrie. You know? No, I agree. We'll It'll be interesting to see. I just want to see if all oh, three of them. I want to see if all three of them can get on the court because, in my opinion, it's must watch TV. Like, you, oh, this is must watch course. TV. Like, oh yeah, they're, they're gonna be on all the ESPN. Yeah, TNT, it's TNT, gonna be TNT, great. Whatever it is, all national TV. That's gonna be the national game. All right, let's see. I got to, uh, a couple more things, and then I'll let you go. Much love for coming on, bro. This is mad fun. Uh, no problem, no hopefully, problem. hopefully, we can do all it right. again too. I'm pretty pumped about you and the Jets. I did want to get your opinion on what's going on with the Mets, though. Uh, oh, Chu's been real hyped about the Mets. I'm obviously uh, not a big, not as big of a baseball guy as you guys, but I've been getting back into it a little more to be able to cover it better, bro. What the Mets are doing, obviously, I think is great for not only you guys, which are diehard fans, but what's the vibe out there right now with that? Oh. Oh, all fucking positive vibes, man. 
Everyone, no no complaints about the Mets. Stevie Big Dick Cohen coming in there with his big dick money, you know. Oh, I love it. Spreading it all over the place. He's interacting with fans on Twitter. Yeah, I see that. Suggestions on how to improve, like, the stadium life. Yeah, man. You know, uh, the experience. Some guys were like, yeah, you should paint, you know, you know how the seats in Shea were, like, the red, the orange, the red, the blue, and the the green. People were like, yeah, do a section like that or just the whole stadium like that. Oh, it's great. Bringing back, bringing back the black jerseys. Chewy's real hyped about back, that. I love the black jerseys. You know, you know that was that was a big thing. I, I, I even before someone mentioned that, I, I texted Chewy. I was like, "Yo, Chew, the big thing I want is a black jersey." Man. Yeah, bro. <laughs> nah, was, it's funny because I was already on a black jersey hype train before it even became a hype train. No, like. It, it, and then you go off and make this amazing trade for, for instance. Yeah. So so get it. Yeah. Get into the get in the trade a little bit. Uh, I absolutely love it. We didn't give up a, a lot. We gave up him, him, uh, Jimenez, who was, uh, you know, he, he looked great his first year in a 60-game season. But, but you know, we, we traded him for the same position, you know, same position player, you know, Lindor, a little bit older, more into his prime, you know, playoff experience, World Series experience, uh, great defensive player, switch hitter, can do all the th- same things a little bit older than, than Jimenez. And then you give up Rosario. We didn't have, really have room for Rosario anymore with Jimenez coming in. So that worked out well. And you gave up like the eighth and ninth prospect in your in your system, a system that is not that great. So what is that? It's really nothing. And you yeah. get back Lindor and Carrasco. Yep. Yeah. A, 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 a great pitcher. Yep. Which we needed. You know? Yeah, bro, and and Landor is talking about you know wanting to stay there and get a long term deal, which is incredible. You know, I, I could hear it in Chewy's voice when he was here when the deal happened, and I can hear it just talking to you. Like the whole vibe with the Mets have been so kind of like obviously down, but like they're hopeful, and it kind of always goes down. And it was always because of you know the ownership and every and, and finally. Finally, that shit got lifted off your shoulders, and ever and Chewy was running the money with it. But ever since then, bro, it's been incredible for your fan base. I think you guys are gonna be good, like real soon for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and they hired uh, Jared Porter for GM. He's very highly regarded. I'm pretty sure he came from the Theo Epstein tree, you know. And Theo Epstein is a you bring you two world championships and two teams that haven't won in all over 100 years. Yeah, you know that's it's exhausting. Did you hear? Uh, Chewy just told me yesterday. Theo is like took a job uh, behind the commissioner, and he's like it, yeah, potentially like next that. in line no. for that. That'd be crazy. Yeah, whatever. You know, I'm happy with Jared Porter. Sandy's a good president. You know, if you get if you bring in Theo next year for president of baseball operations, do that. If not, you know, no big deal because you know you got Jared Porter, which is from the same you know, from his bloodline. You know, tree bloodline, whatever it is. And uh, and you have Steve Cohen with all the money to spend in the world, a huge Mets fan at heart. Yeah, is this the fir- is this the first time you can go into like a a Mets season? This is the first time you can go on a Mets season and be like, yeah, we're gonna be really good and actually like understand that you're probably gonna be good. Say, I'm so sorry. I have a phone call I have to take. All right, let me. I'll, I'll join you in a second. All right. Uh, or, yeah, if you can't, uh, yeah, come back if you can, for sure. Uh, I will, I will. Give me, give me a second. Let me, let me call my boss. Uh, All right, brother. Barrel. 
I did want to get into these couple of these recordings, so I'll do that before. I guess I'll come back. I did botch the. Uh, uh, I was just I was basically saying, uh, you know, this is the first time as a Mets fan, like you'll be able to like go into the season and and say you guys are gonna be good and actually like think it and believe it, and it's not just a fucking like you know. You know what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying? Like, I feel like this is the oh, first time, like, you'll be able to say as a Mets fan, like, yo, we're going to be good, competitive, like, we might have a chance to make the playoffs, and it's not just some BS bull drive. Absolutely. And, uh, oh, shit. Uh, another steroid. Uh, again, going with steroids again. Uh, one more time, he's off the team for good, but, you know. Oh, yeah, Robbie Cano. Yeah, I saw that. That shit's. That is wild. Yeah. If, if, I bet, listen, if the Wilpons were still the owners. He's got to miss the whole season, right? The whole season. Yeah, yeah that's wild. It, it opens up so much. Chewy, was, Chewy's yeah, livid. Chewy's livid about that. Who, Chewy? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> what does he have, like a two-year deal left and he's missing one of them or a three-year? Two, two more years. Yeah. He has two more now. Oh, man, that's wild. Yeah. But if he gets caught one more time with steroids, he's uh, it's it's all null and void. For sure. No yeah, but, uh, getting sketchy for sure. And if the Wilpons were still the owners, this trade would have never have happened. The um, we would have had Robinson Cano playing second. I mean, if he got caught with steroids, but they wouldn't have found a replacement for him. You know, they wouldn't outspend the mistakes like the Yankees do. Yeah. Although the Yankees are playing. You know, you know, a little uh, hardball now, you know, being a little, uh, <laughs> that money, but I heard, I heard they signed LeMahieu this morning, but, uh, Oh, really? Yeah, it's, it's nice knowing that you have an owner that's, yeah, it's nice, it's nice knowing that you have an owner spend money now. Yeah, Chewy, yeah, Chewy said, like, not a lot of stuff has happened, and, like, there's still, like, a bunch of guys still on the market, like, 70% or whatever it was, the number. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's been a really slow offseason. The Mets and the Padres have been the two biggest teams, the two, um, yeah. makers. Yeah, which is good, which is great. Uh, my, yeah, no, nah, dude, I'm, I'm super pumped for you, man. Like the Jets and the the Mets for sure. Like they're making great moves, and I'm glad we got to talk about it. Hopefully, we get to talk about it again soon with Chew, and hopefully, we can link, we'll link up more. Uh, yep. I did want to ask you though. This is my question of the day. Uh, how many rings will Tom Brady w- retire with? I don't think he's gonna win another one. You don't think? Six now. I think he's done. Yeah, me too. Chewie's got them making the Super Bowl. You got them beating the Saints this week. Uh, who's who's home? Saints really Saints are at home. It doesn't really matter though. Home field advantage yeah. is fucking garbage. Yeah, unless unless it was like you know playing up in Green Bay. Yeah, you know if you're playing cold weather. Then- or it's snowing where Llama Jackson has never played in the snow. I agree in that sense. Yeah, uh, Llama Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> I love snow games. I can't wait. You know, I hope yep. it really snows. But uh, but he's a running quarterback. So, but but yeah, I don't think Brady's gonna win another Super Bowl. I think he's done. I mean, he might make another Super Bowl. It could be this year. But uh, I don't think he's gonna win another one. I think the AFC is too stacked for him to beat. Uh, not you know t- too top heavy for him to uh, beat a team in the AFC in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't. I, mean. I don't have him winning this week. No, he has the easy roads. You know, all those years in New England, you got you have the the Bills, the Jets, and the Dolphins. They all suck back then, you know. 
they still suck now. It's like the Bills are up and coming. They're really good. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, he, he had no competition. You make it out. You make it out of your division. You have a first round bye. You, you win two playoff games. Boom, you're Super Bowl. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with that take, but uh, you know, he did win. He did win it. So it's this whole fucking yeah, thing. Yeah, oh, he's, he's for sure the one of the greatest of all time. If yeah, not the I'm, not ta- I'm not taking anything away from him. No, I'm I know. His, his path to the Super Bowl is a lot easier than his path now. Absolutely. No, that's but. my whole knock on him. Like, it, it, like if he if he is considered the greatest of all time, which in my opinion you're only going to be able to have one. Like he's not done playing. Like it's like my whole thing with LeBron. Like we'll we'll talk greatest of all time when the when the guys are done playing and anyone in that conversation could be regarded. Like let's wait and see when Tom Brady's done. And if my opinion, if he wins with the Bucks, like then there's no there's no debate. Like it would be it. Would, I would have to swallow all my bullshit. The Bucks, they named the Hall of Fame after him. Yeah. So, but here's my thing, bro. If he doesn't win with the Bucks, because in my opinion, it's Super Bowl or bust. Like, bro, like what? What is that? Uh, if he gets knocked out, like you beat the Washington football team. If he gets knocked out this week and then they they run it back next year and they don't don't do well, like they don't win the division again, like they get not. You know what I'm saying? It's like I don't know. It's just not, not a great look. I'm not, I'm not too sure about that because he didn't make the playoffs without Bill, and Bill didn't make the playoffs without him. So and you know that the Patriots team, they you had Cam Newton. I don't know. I don't know how you know he's, he looked like he was done anyway. You know those injuries have have destroyed his career. But um, you know it wasn't impressive. Brady, if, if Brady runs the, the offense the way he wants to run it and not the way Arians wants to run it, I think that he'll have a, a much better. You look at all his weapons still. That's so many weapons down there. Yeah, I That's know. Good defense. I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. Now that I'm talking about them. More, yeah, I was gonna I say, like, now you start. Literally, every yeah. one of my friends has come on my pod has told me that they think the Bucks are making the Super Bowl, and I, I'm just I, like, I think once you break down the Bucks, you kind of lean towards them. But you know, it's it, it comes down to uh, who scores more points. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, no, it'll be interesting. Yeah. So what? You got the you got them beating the Saints or losing this to the Saints? What's good? And then the, I'm gonna say Bucks beat the Saints. Bucks beat the Saints, and then you got yeah. you got uh, the Packers obviously winning because you have them in the Super Bowl, and you got the Chiefs beating the Browns. Yeah. What yeah, do you got? I'm gonna say Bill. You got Bills over the Ravens. Yeah, I I, I hope I I'm, I'm a Jets fan, but. You know, I, I like the Bills. They're like the uh, one of the an underdog. I would say that the underdog, uh, Bills, Ravens. You know, love to hear that. No, yeah. I like the Bills too. Uh, we'll see. We'll see if they're able to pull one out. This be a ta- as long as the Bills make tackles, because I heard that was their. You know, the, the issue was that they couldn't tackle. That it's going to be their toughest game of the week for sure, or toughest like oh, one yeah. of their toughest games. Of the of, yeah, yeah, of the season. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is what for I meant. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's gonna, it's exciting though. It's gonna be a good playoffs, you know. Yeah, you like, follow. We had a great first weekend. Hey, you follow uh, you follow hockey at all? I do. Yeah, I'm a what? Rangers fan. All right, so it started Wednesday, right? Fifty six game season. Correct. Four conferences when they normally have two. They got the C- Canadian conference with their where they're calling that the North Division, right? What what's going? Yeah, Can you so break weird. down NHL and? and I've had a few uh, debates about asterisk uh, riven seasons. Like, is this not considered no, uh, an asterisk no. riven season because of breaking up the if, conferences, or what? Can you break this down for me at all? If anything, if, if anything, it's going to make it so much better because you have the Rangers and the. I don't, I don't only really focus on the Rangers, 
But you have the Rangers and the Islanders playing each other eight times this year. Normally they play four times. That rivalry, by the time game four, someone's going to die. <laughs> someone's going to the shit beat out of that, man. <laughs> it, it's only going to lead to more intense hockey because you're, you're playing the same teams over and over again, you know, rather than going to the West, playing a game, you know, a team twice. Is that, how, is that how it's working? Like, they're just playing, like, in bubbles within the conference, basically? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're so not the like plays. so. You're not playing anyone in the Canadian division if you're not in it. Is no. this is what yeah, you're telling no, me? Because not only because you're not in it, but because they're not allowed to cross the border. So yeah, that's basically why they had to set it up like this, right? Is what you're yeah, telling me? You got, you got the six Canadian teams. This, oh, those are gonna be great games to watch. They're just gonna be playing. Those six teams are gonna be playing each other. Only them. That's it. They're gonna. Oh yeah, yeah. Are you serious, bro? 56 yep. games? Yep, 56 games and six six teams playing each other. That's absolutely oh. wild. That's absolutely fucking wild. Like, they normally would play, like, every team at least once, right? Like, is what I'm asking? Uh, twice. Yeah, every team twice. Bro, that's yeah. fucking wild. I don't know how you're... Uh, yes, I, I would argue, like, you're saying, okay, this will probably make it more competitive and better, but, like, this is so fucking different. Like, it, yeah. it, I don't even know. I'm curious. Yeah. I'm curious how, that, like, uh, I'm excited to see what happens, you know, to, to, to keep up with it, to, to, uh, to just see, you know. And then what's their, pl- like, are they having, like, a play-in, or, like, how many, how many are making the playoffs? Like, what's I, going I, on with that? I don't, I don't know how the playoffs are going to work. I'm assuming that the, the Canadian teams, once the, pl- teams, once the, the, the uh, playoffs start, are going to be in the U.S. You know, they won't go back to Canada. So they'll be, they'll be always away, you know, they'll always be away. They'll never have a home game, which, I mean, who, who, but who knows? Who, you know, who knows what happens a few months down the road with the vaccine coming out? You know, hopefully the the, um, the second wave dies down, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, because we're in the second wave right now, this whole pandemic. Yeah. Which is usually the most, uh, is, is the most uh, infectious wave. You know, a lot of people get more because we let our guard down. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a hell of a season. That's for sure. It, it, it really is gonna be good to watch. A lot of a lot of intense rivalries gonna gonna come back. Yeah, I didn't think about it like that, but like that's a good point. No, I honestly, I just needed somebody to explain it to me because I just didn't understand it. So I'm glad you were able to do that for me. Um, yep. All right, I'll let you get out of here. Second time on the pod. Hopefully, we get to do it again. That was mad fun, bro. I'm down. I'm down. You know, hopefully with all the boys, it'll be, it'll be nice. You yeah, know? I'll hit so, you up uh, more okay. now that this works, so we can do it like this. This is fire. And then uh, go Jets, go <laughs> Mets. Stay I safe. Can it, I can do it when I'm working. I got my AirPods in. So yeah, bro, for no sure. Problem. Let me know when all you're right. free. All right, brother. Anytime, hit me brother. up on the Enjoy. sticks when you're playing. Uh, I will. I will. Whenever I get back on the PS4, I probably won't be on until I get the PS5, which hopefully over the next month or so. Yeah, I feel you on that. All right, brother. Later, man. Have fun. All right. Peace, dude. Stay safe. Stay safe. Yep. My guy. That was fucking dope. Take a quick break on the Seggy Station. Hey. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Seg Station is brought to you by Callie's Love. A man's best friend is his dog. Shout to Rescue Mutt to many, but a life-saving companion to me. To me, not to promote true home happiness in a household, better love a companion than a pet. 
Get yourself a level of pet friend like mine at your local animal shelter, pound, and nursery. Save their life and they just might save yours. Now it's time for your sports center update. Rich is not going to like to hear this. Yusuf Nurkic suffers a wrist fracture injury confirmed after an apparently hurting it last night in a loss 111-87 to them Pacers. Raiders owner Mark Davis has purchased the WNBA's Las Vegas Aces from MGM, sources confirm. Jay Williams says, quote, the Nets created the best super team of all time. I think they might be the best assembled in the history of the league, end quote. Nets GM Sean Marks says that Kyrie Irving is, quote, excited to return and has been testing for COVID-19 daily. Alabama is finalizing a deal to hire Bill O'Brien as next offensive coordinator as after, I'm sorry, Steve Sarkeesian exits to try and put the Texas Longhorns back on the map. They have not finished top five in the past decade. Did need to shout out CCU, Coastal Carolina University, finished number 14 nationally ranked in college football this year. The Wizards fear that Russell Westbrook has suffered a, quote, major setback in his quadricep per at the real Quentin Mayo. So Lamar Odom is now officially a professional boxer, apparently, and a fight is scheduled on June 12th and is on the same fight card as Aaron Carter. I'm not, I don't know enough about boxing. Does that mean he's fighting Aaron Carter or is Lamar Odom about to get his ass beat? The NBA is fine. Markeith Morris, 35,000, and DeMarcus Cousins, 10,000 for an encore altercation this past Sunday. Chase Claypool joins Devontae Adams as the only wide receivers to wear Jumpman. Joining Jordan Brand has announced Claypool. Devontae Adams, speaking of, in NFL history, I always say a lot about NFL history. It's approximately 25,000 players, to put that into perspective. Devontae Adams... The only wide receivers with 100-plus receptions and 17-plus TDs in a season, I mind you, Devontae Adams missed two games, are Chris Carter back in 1995, Randy Moss in 2003, and Devontae Adams in 2020. End list. The Jaguars did name Urban Meyer the next head coach of their football team. 187-32 record in 17 seasons. Never had a losing season. Three national championships, 2006, 2008 with Florida, 2014 with OSU, but has never coached in the NFL. In men's hoops, shout out Duke, UConn cracks into the AP top 25, but did see that Boatwright expected to miss some significant time with surgery on his elbow. In women's hoops, also Duke, Virginia cancels its season due to the virus. UConn, number four UConn, missing the next few games due to the virus as well. Single-site March Madness is going to be very interesting to me. Last night, Rockets surged past the Spurs for their first win without James Harden. No wall. Christian Wood is a baller. Mac Jones, Jalen Waddell, Barrymore, all declaring for the 2021 NFL Draft. I assume more Alabama players to follow. Tuning back in. Nick Seglin here. Listen to the Seggy Station podcast. Appreciate all the love and support. Shown to the podcast. Had a special guest that I haven't had on the podcast. Jeez, I don't know, six months or so. Had talk a little bit. New York Jets, New York Mets. My guy Barry out there in Queens, New York. That was mad fun. Hopefully we're able to do that again. Hopefully we can link up with Chu and 
Hopefully I can link up with Barry again soon. Much love, brother. Appreciate you coming on. Hope all is well. Did want to get into a few solo topics before I get out of here today. And I will just start with a bell with the NFL game starting tomorrow across the league. And it's going to be a fun one. First time playing football in the snow for Lama Jackson. I think the biggest and best game of the week in the NFL should potentially be a snow game is what we're hearing. Bills, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, two drafted in the same draft class going at it after picking up their first career playoff victory last week in the wildcard weekend. All big things for both teams here, both players. I think this will be the best game played this week. Hopefully the Bills pull it out on top for my sports soul. The next most interesting game to me will be the Bucks and the Saints. I think the Saints come up on top for one particular reason. It's going to be head-to-head here, Drew Brees and Tom Brady. And When I look at this matchup, Tom Brady has 9 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Drew Brees, 18 touchdowns and 1 interception. Now I get Drew Brees in the last four home Playoff games has a average QBR of 57. Last season, if you recall, they got knocked out in overtime, 26-20. Controversial push-off call, but they did lose the game in which Kirk Cousins did outplay Drew Brees with a 79 QBR. Drew Brees had a 49. I'm on you 0 to 100, basically the best way to scale a quarterback. Interesting to see here this matchup going at it once again. All things on the line for both of these players, obviously legacy-wise, not only for Tom Brady, but for Drew Brees, which could be his last NFL season. A lot of reports, and it's going to come down, in my opinion, to the defensive side of the ball for the Saints. The only way the Saints are going to lose this game is if they let Tom Brady do what Tom Brady has been doing to, I mind you, not great defenses over the past five, six weeks. Pro Football Focus has the cornerback ranking Saints at 21st, where the Bucks rank sixth, or I'm sorry, rank sixth. I, I'm not so sure why that's the case, but I guess this explains it. The Saints have 45 secondary penalties, six more than any other team. Marcus Lattimore has given up six touchdowns as a number one corner in single coverage, the most in that scenario in the NFL this year. Chewy says the X factor will be Mr. Big Chest himself, A.B., a lot of people saying Tom Brady will be looking like he's looking up against this Saints defense. I mind you, the Saints defense knocked down and sacked Tom Brady nine times in their 38-3 home loss where the Tampa Bay Bucks, in which the Bucks have played better on the road than at home. Should be a very interesting game, but I see Drew Brees coming out on top. I see Tom Brady getting knocked down, picked a few times by this defense that has performed at a higher rate than people are going to give credit for this season. Drew Brees banged up all year, basically coming off of a punctured lung and fractured ribs. 
We'll see how this game goes. The other games to me won't be as close. I think the Packers will take care of the Rams pretty handily. Devontae Adams, Jalen Ramsey matchup will be great. Aaron Rodgers against that defensive line. Defense in general matchup will be great. I think Aaron Rodgers and the Packers have way too much in that game with Jared Goff and whoever else would be starting. Just not able to give them enough offense to win up against Aaron Rodgers, what we've seen him done this year. Similarly, I think the Chiefs will take care of the Browns. I know there's a lot of hype up on the Browns with what they did to the Steelers. Um, I personally am upset I didn't... predict that because I had the Steelers getting bounced in the first round going back five weeks ago, going back about six, seven weeks ago. So the only reason I didn't, they didn't have their coach. They didn't have some key players. They're getting their coach back. They're getting some key players back. A lot of people think, oh, well, perfect. They're going to absolutely be coming right into their own. But I would also beg you the question that they are playing the Kansas City Chiefs. They are playing Andy Reid, 18-3 and off a bye, including playoffs. Kansas City Chiefs, obviously, and Pat Mahomes have something still to prove with everyone talking about, oh, man, they rested for so long, this and that. They're going to be rusty. It is a valid take, but they probably have something to prove with what was one of the best offenses all year and a sleepy defense with guys like Chris Jones and Tyron Matthew and a couple other key players on that D all rested up. So I think the Chiefs take care of the Browns pretty handily, but I do potentially think the Chiefs can get knocked out before the Super Bowl would be wild if they go and win back-to-back Super Bowls, though, for real. I uh, did want to get into the coaching carousel a bit. I know I covered a lot of it with Barry. The Jets, Robert Sala, think it's a great hire for the Jets. Head coaching cycle in terms of the coach, I think they got him. I think Robert Sala will do great things. Five-year contract brings in uh, Mike LaFer, Matt, Matt LaFour's brother, for the offensive side of the balls. A lot of great things. The number two pick covered a lot of it with Barry, so that was fire. Much love to him coming on. Like I mentioned, hopefully we can do it again. The Urban Meyer to the Jacksonville Jaguars is more of an interesting topic for me. Now, here's a man who's won three national championships. He's coached 17 years in college football, and he ranks third all-time in terms of winning percentage. 187-32 and in the past two, two decades. He's only second to Nick Saban in terms of win percentage, in which this man hasn't coached since 2018. So we all get it. He's done incredible things at the college football level in terms of winning, recruiting, never really having to build up a program, always joining a program and then bringing his philosophies and coaches with him to take it over the top. He's going to have to build something up here. This was a 1-15 football team. I get it. We covered it in terms of what we thought this team could be in terms of head coaching vacancy, in terms of rankings with the boys yesterday. I completely agree. I mean, you got over potentially 90, close to $100 million in cap space, number one overall pick, 11 picks, double ones, double twos. All those young players in terms of talent that we talked about, including James Robinson, who's really an undrafted rookie, running back, free agency stud. Let's just get down to it. But we've seen college coaches fail before in – NFL plenty of times. Urban Meyer's never been a coach in the NFL. To me, Urban Meyer is going to be a, what, three, four year and gone type of guy. That also a little bit questions the hire for me. When I go and look at the aspect of going from college to the pros, I do think there's an actual factor in this as well. 
Like personally, I think it's a good hire for the Jags because they've had never had somebody with credibility before. But how he handles men, their money, and them not being 18 to 22 year old people, I think is important to mention. How he handles losing games in his first year, where he's pretty much like I mentioned, never had a losing season, not really lost any games in a three or three or four year stretch in college football ever. So. What is that going to be like if he's only a three- to four-year guy and they're not what everyone expects? I mean, like, don't be a fan of them when they're 4-12 and 12, when they were 1-15 and 15 last year in their first year. Like, if you're a fan of this team, like, I don't see them being potentially better than that, regardless of how this offseason goes. It, it'll be up to Urban Meyer to get players. You can't just pick them anymore. Like, it's not just, oh, going out there and out-recruiting everybody. Like, that's just not a thing. So... It'll be interesting to see how he does in what could be a short stint. Like I mentioned, Robert Sala and him going to the 49ers or from the 49ers, which spent most of 2020 without Nick Bosa, Solomon Thomas, Richard Sermon, and a laundry list of other smaller injury key defensive players. Like I mentioned, they still finished top five in total defense. And since he's been the defensive coordinator, they've been in that statistic every year. Like they'll get better. The Jets will defensively immediately. He's a rah-rah type of no bullshit guy. I think he's going to be a great hire. And there's talks of Arthur Smith getting potentially the Falcons job after being offered it today. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. Robert Sala is now the first Muslim American head coach in the NFL in terms of history in that regard. So a lot of great news in that aspect for not only the league, but the Jets organization that in my opinion, got a gem. We'll see what Urban Meyer is. We'll see if Arthur Smith takes this job and then when I look at some of the rest of these jobs they're waiting on teams that they can't potentially get a hold of them because those particular coaches because they are still playing guys like Eric Bieniemy, Eric Day, Brian Dable I'm sorry and a few other guys that are still in the playoffs that are high up in the rankings So we'll see how those fall out. Eagles still up in the air. Talks of potentially getting Kellen Moore. Thought that was interesting. I wonder what Duke thinks of that after Carson Wentz on all the controversy with him. Them being 4-11 and and 1. Then Jalen Hurts 4-12. and I mean, it's, they didn't much get much better. He won one game against the Saints. His completion percentage was 51.9% with Jalen Hurts. Carson Wentz was 34th in the league of amongst Axum quarterbacks with a 57.4. 25 giveaways for Carson Wentz, 20 giveaways for Jalen Hurts. So it'll be interesting to see how this team shakes everything out with not only their new head coach, but that quarterback position. Still four head coaching positions to fill in the NFL, Lions, Chargers, Texans, and them Philadelphia Eagles. Did need to shout out. And I said this before on my pod, though, with the Jaguars. They have a 27-year franchise history, and they've been in the top 10 19 times. Never had the number one overall pick, though. I assume they keep that. And Sean Kahn, the owner of this team, is second fastest to 100 losses. So Urban Meyer is not walking into anything great here. He's walking into a disaster. We'll see how he handles it. we we'll see if he can build it up. We'll see if he can beat anything. I did need to touch on some NBA talk. Let me cue up the recording for this. I, I just want to explain to people, you know, who, and I understand everybody has to be quote-unquote professional, but just because you sign-
sign a five-year deal does not mean that you have a five-year commitment to one team. You have a five-year commitment to the money that you signed for. I just want to specify, this is a new age. We've seen Kawhi Leonard get out of a situation. We've seen Anthony Davis get out of a situation. We've now seen John Hart, uh, James Harden get out of a situation. We'll continue to have conversations about people like Bradley Beal, who is in Washington, who there have been stuff about, you know, could he be a Laker? Could he force his way out of Washington? And I said it the moment it happened. Just because Giannis signed a five-year deal with Milwaukee to be the highest-paid player in North American sports does not mean that he will be with Milwaukee for five years if their front office and team cannot put him in a position to win a world championship. That is the reality of where we are in today's NBA, where player empowerment, players can get to where they want to be. Yeah, it, it, but, but though everybody that we talk about in player empowerment and signing Supermax deals or long-term extensions, they don't ask to be out after one season. That one season would be a bit much. You know, you got to kind of, if he was to go walk in there after this season and be like, yo, I, I, I don't want to deal with this. I don't want this anymore. You just signed a max deal, man, like seven months ago. Like, what the hell are you talking about? Now, if he did it two and a half years from now, I think that's so, okay. What if two years they don't get out of the Eastern semifinals? Yes, but it, now the frustration, two years, yeah, the frustration, two years. But not after one season. Yeah, I never said no, one season. No, I'm just saying, not after. I wanted to make it clear. And we're not talking, you were not talking about after one season. You're talking about down the line. Down the line, of course. But after one year, two years, it's still, it will probably be a PR nightmare for him, considering that he said what he said about wanting to be. This is my home. This is my town. I want to be here. And then you look up, you know, 24 months later, and you're talking about you want to get out. There's no doubt about it. Jay made a most interesting point of all. You're right. It's the age of player empowerment. Just a reminder that as of yesterday, the Houston Rockets control James Harden's rights for the next two years. 24 hours later, that whole thing blew up. Very interesting point there. So I agree with Jay Williams in his take about player empowerment, and I brought it up with the boys yesterday on the pod. Check it out. I do disagree with his take, however, that he said that this is the best trio we've seen all time this might be the best super team we've seen all time we haven't even seen these guys play a game yet jay (laughs) like and even when they do get on the court are they gonna be the better than the steph and splash bros with kd than what chuck was calling now the dribble bros with james harden and Kyrie? i don't know like we haven't even seen it yet and the knock on harden is that he's not been able to win Regardless of where he's been at, and don't tell me he hasn't had a good situation. He's had a guy like Dwight Howard, Chris Paul, plenty of players and key great players. I would argue 2017 roster was the best he had going back to 2018, in which in those games, like I mentioned, 27 turnovers in those five elimination games in the playoffs, 24% field goal percent shooting from three, 21% field goal. Like the dude was fucking garbage in all those games. So to say you did everything you can when you – Literally quit on your team through the entire team and your new head coach under the bus. Scoring 20 less points in the last four games, which you haven't done going all the way back to OKC in 2012-2011 season. It's it's mind-boggling to me that all of a sudden this trade goes through. Obviously it's hype because they get three of the top 15 players in the NBA in my opinion. 
if Kyrie makes it back on the same team. But here's the thing. We don't know if Kyrie is making it back. And he probably will. All signs are pointing for that. But can you trust him to be there when it matters? To play defense? To be an individual sacrifice type of player? And to be there for the long run? Who knows? Yeah, you can't say Harden's going to want to sit out and load manage Rich. You can't say Harden doesn't show up to play and, you know, compete. But I can say that he struggles on the defensive end. And this is going to be a struggling defensive team. That was already struggling before they got rid of two of their defensive players. Ranked 21st in the NBA in terms of defensive categories just three weeks through the season before this trade. It's going to be interesting if the Nets can make it work defensively come playoff time. It might work in the regular season. And you might be able to outscore guys every single night on the offensive side of the ball potentially. But it's going to have to come down to defense for this team, not only come playoff time, but to be able to get into a high position in the rankings. We'll see if James Harden is able to buy in in that regard, and we'll see if Steve Nash is able to handle all these egos. But all these things are up in the air, man. None of these things are set in stone when it comes to the Brooklyn Nets. We haven't even seen them play a game yet, and I think that's important to mention here. Let's see. Yeah, my guy Stephen A. He breaks it down real good in this one. Yeah. 
Hey, Steven, it, you know, great takes there, bro. But he, he, KD, he's he's acting all mad because everyone's out here saying, oh, he made the, wake, the weakest move ever joining the Warriors. And you got KD out here pulling the SpongeBob in the, out here going, you want to see me do it again? I mean, <laughs> here's the thing. We got to wait and see how this all plays out. If they can get Kyrie there, let's talk to them potentially voiding their contract. I don't think they're going to do that. Is Kyrie Irving smart enough to pull off this stunt so that his trade value wasn't able to be in the trade so that they could get James Harden and form the super team? I don't know. Maybe Sean Marks is. Maybe KD had KD pull this stunt. I don't know. KD has a lot of stuff that he's going to have to answer at some point as well, but so is Kyrie. And Kyrie is going to have to acknowledge what this whole thing was and Kyrie's done a lot of great things in the community. I mean, he's donated 323,000 to combat food insecurity for the coronavirus pandemic. He donated 200,000 beyond burgers to New York city food bank. He commits 1.5 million to support WM play NBA players who opted out of the 2020 season. He produces, you know, uh, say her name and Brianna Taylor calls for action He's been the forefront. He's a vice president of basketball president operations, I believe, still. Um, but he's been in that position before, if not. So Kyrie Irving, we don't have to question the fact that he does great things and he's doing great things and he's fantastic on the basketball court. But we do have to question his decision-making in regards to it does make it shittier during a pandemic when this man's able to just cite personal reasons and not show up to work for however long it's going to be when he's not even answering to not only the team and his coaches front office but the people and he's out here doing stuff that is flat out disrespectful at a time like this partying and not wearing a mask so I don't know. We'll see what goes on with the Nets. It's going to be extremely interesting for sure. Must watch. When you want to just get down, right down to it. I will get through some more recordings, but don't really feel like doing that. You will have the QB storylines coming up this week. Rodgers and Goff, both former Cow quarterbacks. Obviously, Brady and Breeze, two of the greatest QBs in NFL history. Allen and Lamar Jackson, tool do threat quarterbacks in the AFC, both from the same draft class, as I mentioned, picking up their first playoff win, potentially in a snow game, and then Baker Mayfield up against Patrick Mahomes, both of them having a Texas Tech connection. 
So we'll see how it plays out. Tom Brady in his last five games, 5-0, 342 yards, 14 touchdowns, and an interception. We'll see what he does up against that Saints defense, ranked fifth, allowing only 17.8 points per game. First hits per game on the quarterback, 7.7, and takeaways, 15, which is ranked second. We'll see that matchup and how it plays out. See how some of those other QB matchups play out. As we all know, it comes down to the QB matchup defense and running the football we've seen in the first weekend of the NFL playoffs. Five of the six teams winning did lead the game in rushing yards and the turnover battle. So, fired up for football tomorrow for sure. Been watching a bunch of NBA. Be interesting to see what goes on with the NBA with... Now some of their new protocols in place with everything, obviously, in regards to the protocols in place. A lot of games being postponed at the moment. A lot of players still testing positive for what is basically a flat-out outbreak in the NBA since they've started up. You got the NHL, the newest of the professional sporting leagues to start up a season during the midst of a global pandemic. So we'll see how it goes for them. Covered a little bit of that today with my man Barry. That was mad fun. A guy that I've never even met physically in my life. Coming on, talking sports with me. Spreading the conversation. You know, just the one thing that was good for me today was doing this pod. And yesterday I did a pod with my other buddies who came by. And it was mad fire. And before that I met a friend and had a smile on. So there's only so many things you can really get positive about when so many negative things are happening any and all support for the podcast means everything to me it's it's been a journey for sure i mean i've been seeing every day all these famous people dropping podcasts like i pretty much started a podcast at what was the worst time like the podcast industry absolutely popping popping off like Anybody can go and have one. Anybody can go and listen to ones that get plenty of likes, views, follows, whatever you want to call it. So for anybody that does show any support to me, it means the world to me. It's coming to a guy that is going through a lot, doesn't really have a lot going for him. And, uh, you know, each and every individual all of them so far, my friends that have come on the podcast to talk sports with me has meant a lot. Um, you know, I've been in my feelings a bunch. My neighbor who's getting ready to move at the end of the month, January 29th, who's just meant a lot to me. She's lived there 43 years. I've lived here 25. Um, you know, I don't know if I'll ever see her again, to be honest. My Her husband who passed away, going back a few few months now. In October, my grandfather last year, my mother going up on three years from now in a month, and my grandmother on Callie's birthday just two weeks from tomorrow. So it's been, I'm like, I sit back and I'm putting all this into perspective, all the people that I've lost. I don't have too many other people to even talk to that care about me, and it's just dampering, man, so... 
you got to try and get your mind off that somehow. The podcast has been that for me. Talking sports has been that for me. I really enjoy doing it. I genuinely enjoy doing it, even if no one listens to me, even if it's just me listening to myself afterwards or a week from now or whatever it is. Uh, whole setup is great. Hopefully you can get it going a little bit more here in the near future. Get a couple of dudes back on here and a couple more on for the first time. It'd be fire. That's all I had for the airwaves today. Appreciate all listening as always. And as always, I still have no shame what I had to say. It's the man with a nickname. Till next time, everybody. Peace and love. Stay safe out there. You're listening to Saggy Station. Enjoy them sports, baby. Much love. Saggy Station.